Cece is really just bouncing around with that fucking collar on, and I need her to stop. She's not. I don't even hear her. I hear. Do you not? Oh, don't cuss your dog out. I love your dog. I love her. She's gone. She left. She's Cicino, out of here. Cecino, come here. No, she's gone. Don't say that. She'll come back bouncing. Oh. oh. She's just sitting there. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. First, you don't want her here, and then you call her. That doesn't make Sounds any sense. Sounds like an Aries to me. Fickle. <laughs> Fickle bitch. Is that what Aries are? Yes, yeah, so fickle. No, you were fickle. No, you're not fickle. Well, okay, let me put it this way. They're, the, okay, the amazing uh, purse first, purse first. Purse first, purse first. Okay. Oh, we forgot about that. Oh my God, I've got to tell you about purse first. You oh. don't even know what you're doing. Okay, so background, Benito Skinner, he is this gay comedian. He's based in New York. He's literally hilarious. And my best friend sent me on his story highlights. He has like behind the scene footage. He makes videos and he's so good at it. And he plays so many different characters. And she sent me this one video and it's so random. And he's just saying, purse first, purse first. But you know... Where that comes from. No, I started saying it around Ellen and Richard the other week, and they both were so annoyed with me at first, and then they all started say- saying it. All of them, all two of them started yes. saying it. The whole and group. Ellen, yeah, the, Ellen took it upon herself to look up where it even came from. Because I knew it had an origin, so here's the deal. It's from 2013, Emma, so that's how far behind we are. Oh, wow. Which is tragic. That is really tragic. And it was one of the contestants on RuPaul. Okay. And... He started out as a uh, impersonator, female impersonator, and his his impersonating name was, and nobody could ever remember it. Kit, uh, I think it was kitten with a whip, something along okay. those lines. Sounds about right. But then he just decided to be called Bob, the female impersonator. Something something similar to that. Oh my gosh! I didn't memorize all things. Okay. And then he. <laughs> Why not? Because I just didn't. Then. He was on RuPaul, and he started saying purse first when he'd go out to prance on the stage. And he'd, you know, hold his purse in front of him and go purse first, purse first. Oh, so my that's gosh, where it came that's... From. Bob, the female impersonator. Now I need to look up, I want to look up a video of you purse should. first. It's a song. It is? It's a song by Bob the Drag Queen. That's it, Bob the Drag Queen. Okay, where you have... Bob the female impersonator. Oh, my gosh. You got... You know what? I was close. You were very literal about it. Very... Well, aren't I always? Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm going to play it just so we can hear, like, the little beginning of it. Parents, parents. We're going to sing along if we love. No, we... Okay, but, like, let's... Hear how he sounds first, 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 okay. and then we can start singing it. Oh my gosh, this video, his music video of it has 2.7 million views. Can't wait to see it. God, we're so behind. I'm not. You are. This is dramatic. Very. I wish they'd start singing already. Sing. Here we go. It's going to drop right now. Here we go. Okay, now. Oh my God. It's not dropping. <laughs> The purse is in front of him. He's walking in with his purse first. He is literally walking with the purse out as far in front of him as possible. Purse first, purse first. Oh my god! I love it. Oh my god. I'm I'm so glad that we know the origin of that now. So mama, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. You are the best. Smoke in the whole world. Thank you. 
I don't know what I would do without you. Don't cry. Um, if you cry, you're going to make it about you. So don't do that. Yes. And this holiday is all about the mocha, which I don't think that people know that your nickname is Mocha. And I don't remember how we came up with that. I think it was a wee situation. Your sister came up with it. And I don't know why she calls me the Mocha. Because you don't drink Mocha coffee drinks. I don't. I don't like mocha. You don't wear the color mocha. Anyway, in honor of Mother's Day, I had the perfect question that someone wrote in a few weeks ago that I'm going to read to you. I'm not going to have you read it this time. I failed that test last time. Yeah. Okay. So for Mother's Day, special Mother's Day edition, this woman wrote in and she said, um, I'd love, first of all, she said, I'd love to hear Ellen's stance on the whole college entrance scandal situation. And then she said, also, as a mother raising a daughter of my own, I want to know what boundaries were set by Ellen so that you and your sister could be so open with her and yet respected her as a mom. Interesting. Yeah. Well, my opinion on the scandal is we, those ladies shouldn't have done what they did. And I'm, I feel sorry for them that they were not smart enough to figure that out before they did it. And I feel mortified for their daughters. If I did that to my children and told them or didn't tell them. I haven't been following I guess I closely. said that because I, they say that the girls didn't know. And maybe they didn't. I mean, there's just no telling. If your mother did something like that. A boy like that. What does it say, what does it say about what she feels about you that you couldn't get in? And secondly, why did you have to get into that particular university? Because it's like they don't want to. It's didn't a prestigious wanna, thing. Yeah, and they didn't want to accept mediocrity. Like, well, they could have gone to any other, you know. I just think it's really university. sad. It's, sad. it's just sad. It is. Yeah. So much pressure on a, on a child to be above average. You know what? Sometimes. Well, you know, I never had that pressure and I did just fine. Me too. Most which is a perfect segue into the, the meat of the question, which is how did you make us like want to be your friend and talk to you about stuff, but also respect you as a mom? Because I think a lot of women do struggle with that. I guess I just feel like I'm a very direct and honest person. And I don't think that there's any reason to not engage your children and tell them what you're thinking. Let them know what they should be thinking, even if they don't want to think it. And I just as being me. I never really gave it that much thought. I just feel but I think like, I think I, I feel like a lot of women might struggle with they take it too far in terms of they so want their daughters or sons to come to them and you know feel safe in coming to them and talking to them about real life stuff that's going on. But and so they take it too far where they're like, oh yeah, your boyfriend and girlfriend could come over all the time and like spend the night here. Yeah, you can have people over to drink. I'd rather you drink in our house. Like. And they become, they try to be more of like a best friend than a, than a parent. I can't give a succinct answer for how I knew to draw the line. At well, you're going to have to try because I also want to know this for I, my future one day. Part of it is based on my experience growing up and dating and that I wanted to be able to relate to you girls and relay information to you girls without making it weird you know, at a certain point, a mom knows their kids are going to get interested in sex. And I just didn't want to. I mean, it's sex. Why are we talking Every, about sex? Well, that's one of the things. It's like you just said about them coming over and spending oh, yeah, and that sort of thing. It's yeah. like I was just real open about that kind of stuff. And I was very matter of fact. I didn't make it like, <laughs> or right. like I felt weird about it. Like I can remember you coming home, and, and it might have been eighth grade, and you told me that you needed to. Uh, shave down there. And I said, what are you talking about? And you said, I need to get rid of 
everything down there. And I went, why? And you said, because if I don't, then then a boy won't want to go down there and touch me. And I'm like, wait just a minute. <laughs> <I> skirt. <laughs> like, uh, no boy's going down there and touching Don't me. worry, no one did you're for another several eight, years. Right, you're in eighth grade. What the just... hell is going on with you and your friends? Um, Do you want to look like a little baby? A little naked baby down there? You want to look like a woman? No, you're not doing that. So we're not even going to discuss it. And if I see that it's shaved, there's going to be hell to pay. Literally. And I will be checking. That is, that is. And that's exactly what I said. Word for word, verbatim what she said to me. She literally said, absolutely not. Do you want to look like a baby? That will not be happening. And I'm going to, she was like, it was like random drug testing. She was like, I'm going to randomly spot check. I'm going to say, take your pants off and let me see. She was so upset at how women do. I mean, mama, that's like the norm. I guess we don't have to get into that, though. All right. It wasn't the norm when I was growing up. Right. I never, it would never even have crossed my mind. But just the fact that I could come home and and well, like know, confide in you and, t- and like I had anxiety. Like, oh, my gosh, I have to do this. Everyone does this. Will you help me? And you were like, no, I'm not going to help you do that. But it's cool that I came home and even talked to you about that. So I must have established my openness factor way before that. Yeah. I just, I had comments about so many things that I just shared them with you. And I guess I did it in a way that encouraged you to be open with me. It's not something everybody could do. That's why to give advice like you should do it this way doesn't make sense because not everybody is wired that way. You just have to do the best you can and not go overboard trying to be their best buddy. You want them to respect you, but too much information is too much information. But I can remember you at another point saying something about... It's always me. It was you, Emma. It's always me. That you were going to have to put a you're going to have to touch somebody's penis. I cannot remember. Yeah. And I went, uh, no, you're not. You're too young. To- <laughs> Here she goes again. I was, <laughs> that was like seventh grade, man. Okay. No fucking way. No, Emma, really. I said, you're not touching a penis. You're too young. You don't have to worry about that. And you're not going to do it. I gave you permission to be okay, okay with not doing that. I remember that distinctly. I love that, though. It's probably because the freaking kids that I went to school with in Plano moved so fast. I remember I was at a swimming party a nighttime swimming party in seventh grade and like there were all the cool popular people there and they were already three-way kissing like girls were kissing each other and then the guy would kiss both the girls and I was like I was like there in like my tank kini and my awkward hair like "Mm, I just want some pizza I don't know what's going on Emma was just dog paddling in the shallow end pretending that she was having a good no I think I remember like my stomach was hurting I had anxiety I wanted to go home like I did not could not understand what the fuck I was seeing I at 12, even, 13 years old. You never told old. me this. I can't believe what I'm hearing. Yeah. I didn't do stuff like that when I was growing up. Unless yeah, I wasn't part of... people have progressively more terrible. I wasn't part of that crowd. Maybe they were doing that. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't know it. But yeah, I've, I've thought about that too. Like, because not to toot anyone's horn, but I feel like Allie and I, we came out on the other end pretty good. At, like, well-functioning human beings... Uh, in society and um I just think it's funny because sometimes like we'll joke as a family that we were spoiled but really we weren't at all I don't think you were I mean you're spoiled to a point like we were spoiled everything you wanted yeah we were spoiled yeah we were spoiled to a point of like you were like okay you can get clothes from Gap like it wasn't like 
here's a designer bag at 15. Here's your like a BMW at 16. It wasn't like that. I didn't even get a cell phone until I started driving. And then it got taken up at school on a uh, weekly basis because you yep. couldn't stay off of it. And I always had to go up to school and retrieve it. One time, Very annoying. One time you couldn't. You couldn't, and I wanted it back so bad that we, one of my friend's moms was like, I'll go and pretend to be your aunt. And she got it back for me. I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a, I, texting and me started very young, and I got in trouble all the time for going over because that's when text costs like 25 cents. And me and Kate would text incessantly. Like, we literally didn't stop, and daddy would get the bill and see the number, be like, who the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> you need to stop talking. Like, freaking out but I have always thought about that like how did she manage to raise us so it's like you know I meet all these people and they're like oh yeah I like drank in high school you know so many people lose their virginity in high school and like I did not I drank maybe two times I but so when I got to college I was like let's fucking go oh that's how I was yeah I mean they I was crawling on my hands and knees down the dorm hallway (laughs) the very first time I went out drinking like this is so much fun (laughs) because my parents were really strict I mean yeah very much stricter than I was I would never have even thought it. I mean, I didn't even like people would sneak out of their houses at night. Oh yeah did you do that I no I actually only did that the only time I did was when I was back for like a winter or summer break between freshman and sophomore year of college I and did. I snuck out. Okay. How did you remain the cool mom? Like you were so strict but I had my fun timeline. I'd be this is fun and then when it didn't then when it was too much fun I'd go okay no more fun. We're done. It's basically You pulled the plug real fast. I did. You know I had that list of like 50 Things you had to do during the week. I still have a copy of it. I have a picture of it. So you can give it to your children when you have them. She literally had a list of 50 things that we had to do all throughout the week, and we checked the boxes. I kept a tight rein on you, and I always knew where you were going to go. And here's another thing. If you want to control the situation, let all the kids come to your house, and then you know what everybody's doing. But that's what I just said. But, like, parents do that. But, like, in high school, I feel like the parents who did that were like, yeah, you guys can drink here. not you're not letting them come over to drink. And it might just be your girlfriends that come over. But You never let them come over. I did. Well, I did. But if I didn't approve of them, I guess they knew it. <laughs> <laughs> and there were quite a few I did not approve of. Yeah. So maybe that was another one of my little secrets. I just wanted you to hang out with the right kids. When did ha- you start? I mean, from the very beginning when we could talk and understand language, is that when you just started being pretty straightforward yes. and just open about I stuff? Even when you were didn't understand, and I would just <laughs> hold you in my arms, I would tell you how it was going to be. <laughs> and I talked to you not in a babyish way. I mean, I didn't talk to you about earth-shattering adult things, but when I talked to you, I treated you like you had a brain and you were, um, and I encouraged you to give a response. I let you speak for yourself. Can you think? Then I told you I don't agree with that, <laughs> and we're not going to do it that way. Of course. We're going to problem solve together it was my approach, but if I don't like your answer, I'm going to either encourage you to try to find a different answer, or I'm just going to cut you off and say, that's not what we're going to be doing, and we're done. Let's not talk about this anymore. So, like, when it came to, uh, when we started getting interested in sex, which I know that I was way more before Allie was, um, that's not necessarily true. Is it not? Oh. Oh, okay. Um, 
was it more like you just talked to us instead of being like, well, there's a penis in a vagina. Well, you know, you guys were young when we had our sex talk. Like, Yeah, and I actually kind of remember it, which is creepy. Do you really? I just I remember, a, like, I, I have a, a very vivid memory of, like, walking into your room, and I think that you were giving Allie the talk, and you had the book out, and I just happened to walk in because I have to insert myself into everything, and I probably didn't think it was fair that she was getting to be alone with you. You are so your mother's daughter. Yeah, and I think you were like, okay, well, I mean... <laughs> Might as well kill two birds with one stone. It was called Where Do I Come From? That was the name. And it's of the like book. those two like overweight people. Yes, it was like kind of cartoonish characters. And, and didn't you and you asked me what I thought sex was. And what did I say? I forgot. What did you say? You said bodying. I said, What what do you th- what do you think sex is, Emma? Bodying. And I said, What does bodying mean? And you said, I guess, you indicated to me rubbing against each other. And, like, kissing. And kissing. And that was that. And then I told... Dry humping. Really? (laughs) Only I didn't know the term for it. Allie was told about the eggs being fertilized. What? Yeah. I mean, the book was pretty... I mean, it wasn't graphic. It was... It was very forthright, yeah. and it didn't pull any punches, just like your mommy. And she's, the section about the eggs was how they got fertilized with the sperm, <laughs> and I remember I thought she had absorbed that pretty well. And um, <laughs> the next morning I was lying in bed, and she came in, and she propped her little chin up on her. She had her elbows on the bed, and she propped her little chin up on her hands, <laughs> and she kind of gave one of those backwards flicks of her head and went, got any eggs in there? (laughs) (laughs) It was funny. That's so cute. It was so funny. And then one morning, the both of you came tumbling in, and Daddy and I were laying in bed, and you put your arm out and said, stop now, Fiffy. They're sexing. And I said, (laughs) no, maybe you didn't say sexing. You said, they're bodying. They're bodying. Did I have a lisp no, when I was said, a baby girl? A little bit. Aww. I think you said they're sexing. We weren't doing anything. We are just lying in bed waiting for you to come in there and bother us. <laughs> I think those are some good Mother's Day memories. I think so, too. And I think that you gave a really good answer. Just be yourself and just, for as early as you can, treat your kids like people, not like kids. Maybe? No, treat them like know. kids, <laughs> but also like people. It's a combo. Oh, so you just flipped what I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you. And I love you, too. Thanks for birthing me. I'm it, sorry that I... It was I, a pressure and an inconvenience. I'm sorry that I made it so terrible. <laughs> you didn't. It's uh, just... It's amazing that a woman agrees to do this when I think of what so many women have to go through. Not just if you have a normal birth, but say you have a cesarean section. It's like we sacrifice our bodies because we want to have these children in the world and men don't have to do that and it's really phenomenal that you do it and then you forget everything that went with it all the pain and the concern and then you're like gotta have another one so it's pretty it's pretty interesting it is they say that women they say that they women purposely like suppress the memory or kind of almost like black out what it happens because if they actually remembered truly what it felt like and all of that, they wouldn't. I don't think you could even conjure up what it felt like as hard as you could try. It, 
you just can't. It's indescribable, and it's different for everybody, so I don't want to get anybody nervous. Yeah. But it's good enough that I did it twice. Yeah, and here we are. In a closet, doing a pod. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah, we said it. (laughs) Yeah, we said it. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, please follow us on Spotify so you never miss a new episode. And email me your life advice questions at emmasthing at gmail.com.